Welcome to Leading with Love, a podcast for women who are ready to slow down, live more consciously and lead their lives with love. I'm Gemma Gosden and I'll be bringing you a series of conversations with real women who are delving deep to reconnect with their truest selves. Get ready for stories of authenticity, courage and inspiration as we explore what it's like to live an unapologetic, heart-driven life. So hi everybody. Today I'm joined by Sarah, Sarah Allenson. She's an intuitive healer offering Reiki, crystal healing and oracle card readings. Her business is Guided Harmony, which you may have seen online, on Instagram or Facebook. She also works part-time as a dietitian in a critical care unit. So I would describe Sarah as an all-round um, earth angel. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and agreeing to be on my podcast. Um, Thank you, Jim. Yeah, and talk all things leading with love. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh, that was an amazing intro. Yeah, we've had a few issues <laughs> this morning, I was just saying, and for anybody listening, you might end up hearing a child. <laughs> your husband, Sarah, is probably a bit better at keeping your little girl amused. <laughs> I don't know where mine is, but my kids are, yeah, a bit feral this morning, <laughs> so we'll see. They've been told not to come in, but if they do, hey, um, it's better to show up imperfectly than try and get it right, isn't it, all the time? absolutely absolutely so I was thinking back to um the last time that we actually saw each other it was quite a long time ago like November I think (gasps) yeah 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 I think around that was it before Christmas yeah because yeah that would sound about right yeah I came to you for a reading didn't I I yes um, (laughs) probably in the midst of my how shall I put it um crisis maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> your healing crisis my healing crisis yes exactly and um so I guess that was kind of like the catalyst for me for, for all these months that have been going on and I guess like we're in June now and where I am in June that was like the catalyst and the start of um well we we're constantly healing aren't we but for me yes. that was that was a pivotal moment for me in which um I don't know my eyes were opened or you know, you were able to hold that space for me and I was able to kind of delve into the things that I needed. Um, and quite a, you know, quite a lot came up for me then, different types of healing. Mm. And um, I guess what I've learned is that we're all on a healing journey, aren't we? Like we're all on a constant healing journey here. So Absolutely. I'd love to know a little bit more about your own healing journey and how you've, um, how you came to be doing Reiki, how you came to be offering your services, offering um, crystal healing, offering different kind of energy therapies to support other people? Okay. Um, I guess for me, I have always been able to be quite close to my intuition, I guess, Mm. in a sense, Um, kind of like the Claire's. So I guess even as a small child, I was quite... um, Claire's sentience was very strong in me. I was very empathic as a child. And I think that just grew into more of like a real, um, like this real clear feeling um, and kind of then came clairvoyance and claircognizance, so kind of all the knowing and the, and the seeing kind of all was there when I was quite young. And I found that quite um, overwhelming as a child. 
because I didn't really have any adult guidance around me to help support and really understand what I was seeing and how I was feeling it. Especially like as an adult now, you know, I can um, understand a bit more of what I see and feel and hear. Whereas when as a child, you know, especially as, you know, it would get dark and I'd get more fearful. Um, it was like almost like all these senses I had would be heightened even more. And so I kind of um, felt that too overwhelming and over time gradually, I guess, pushed that deep inside me and pushed that away. Particularly after my father died, you know, I had no will to want to connect to any spirit or anything after it was just too, too overwhelming. And not even just from a fear, but just like of like, what if? You know, what if I can connect to my dad and how would I deal with that? Not realizing at the time. And then, you know, I, I pushed that away for years. And then really in my um, 20s, when I think I was the product of everything that had gone on with me as a child of, you know, I was orphaned quite young, being raised by elderly grandparents and all the kind of emotional and social issues that come with that. I think that really played out in my 20s and, you know, acknowledging like the lack of freedom I had and had to grow up very quickly and all that kind of thing. And I think my intuition sort of started kicking back in then. Um, and then I kind of then pushed really to you know, move to the UK from Australia and was really focusing on left brain, my dietetic side and making that my main purpose. And then it was really kind of getting into my late 20s, early 30s, then it started kicking back in again, where, you know, all of a sudden people would turn up in my life and need to know answers or needed to connect to something. And it was like, before I could even say, you know, what are you talking about? I'd be like, all this stuff would just come out of me. And I'd be like, where the hell did that come from? Like this advice that was so beyond my knowledge, I'd be, and I could see stuff and know stuff. And I'd be like, oh my goodness, this is insane. But didn't think anything to it. That is, I didn't, um, you know, focus on, gosh, this is a newfound love of mine. Look what's happened. It was still a case of finding my feet and what's going on. Um, and then it was really not until, I guess, Doreen Virtue came in my life. And even though Doreen Virtue's kind of out of the new age, you know, um, love field that we're all in, um, she um, uh, was, you know, back in the day, had loads of training in food cravings and all that. And as a dietitian with my patients, um, I loved that aspect of why, what was behind these cravings as opposed to, you know, just the, the typical um, reasoning that we would have been taught at uni. And then I really loved some of her books. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll investigate her a bit more thinking maybe she's got more insight. And without realizing it, she was this massive angel lady. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, 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 where's the dietetics? Where's the, you know, the nutrition side? And I was like, that's so weird. Shut that off going, I'm not interested. But then it kept biting me. Like I would keep seeing angels or, you know, I would um, hear the word angel or just there's constant connotations to it or that there'll be feathers everywhere. And I was like, what is going on? And then um, 
And then one day I was like, fine, I can't find anyone because it's a Friday night. And Mark was back from work. And I thought, look, I'll just, I'll just Google her again and have a look. And then it was kind of like all synchronicities of everything I was seeing. Like literally you do a click and that would take you to another, you know, search engine, which will take you somewhere else and click, click, click. Then I got onto one of her courses that was run by her son and learnt kind of the basics about angels and reading and then it kind of started building momentum through there so I had structure to all this intuition I had to I guess channel through the angels in a sense and which I thought was kind of cool still nervous still a bit like oh I don't really understand what I'm doing but it was a great foundation that you know her teachings helped me to build upon of what I've got now and then kind of, I still didn't do anything with it. So people would ask for help and I would read a card or do something or, you know, I don't know what I was doing. It was just something that came natural. And then it wasn't until I had my little girl that really for me, life fell apart. I definitely don't describe myself as a natural mother. I didn't bond with my little girl at first and that was really hard. And you know, I, was, I had done so much healing and so much work and then I'm thinking I've been presented with this beautiful, healthy little girl that I have absolutely no bond with. What's going on? Why have you done this to me, universe? And as we know, the universe doesn't do anything to us but help us flow in the right direction. So she was an amazing impetus for me in opening my Pandora's box of all the hurt and all the stuff I'd stuffed down come up. It all The problem is it all came up at once and I didn't know what to do with it. And that's how I found Reiki. I took Avelina to have some baby massage and the teacher was a Reiki therapist and she could see that I was struggling and suggested I have some Reiki. And I was like, what the hell is Reiki? <laughs> It's crazy to hear you saying this because I can't even yeah. imagine now you in that position where you're like, what is and Reiki? I'm like, what, literally, what is Reiki? And I'm like, never heard of it, really didn't know what it was. So I said, okay, I've got nothing to lose. Went and had a session and it was amazing. You know, and Letty, I had um, the amazing Suzanne Morgan. You know, she's a hands-on Reiki therapist as well as, she, you know, massage and I had reflexology with her as well. But it was this Reiki that almost like, it's like she took the essence of me and put me back to where it needed to be. Mm. And I think sometimes when we get so discombobulated in our own energy system, we can't even see, you know, what's in front of us. And all I saw was tiredness and grief and, and all this emotion that was coming out of motherhood, not of being properly in my eyes, mothered at, when I was a child, um, you know, all of that emotion had come up. So Reiki was an amazing bridge for me to connect to my intuition, to support myself and my bond with my child, which was amazing, which then just linked on to more synchronicities of energy through loved crystals. Uh, uh, the crystal tree in Lee opened up and I connected beautifully with the ladies. So that kind of opened up another avenue. And then gradually, Everything I already knew inside me somehow all just came together in guided harmony, essentially. Mm. So even though I guess, you know, I describe, I do Reiki and crystals and cards, they all kind of, for me, mold into one. So the client never really knows what they're going to get. They think they're booking in for Reiki, but actually they'll get on the table, come in the room and I'll be like, right, this is what we have to start off with, <laughs> essentially. Oh, it's brilliant. The thing is, I love your um, like willingness along the way to just, kind of surrender to 
to what's coming, I guess, like what's coming and to trust it as well, because I think it's, it's true, isn't it? That once we start on this path, I don't, I don't even know what I want to call it, path, journey, whatever else. Yeah. It's, you kind of just end up following it, don't you? And I imagine a lot of people that have got into the things we're talking about or any other kinds of, um, I guess, heart-led ways of living, it, it's the same, yeah. isn't it? It's one thing, yeah. following those breadcrumbs, one thing leads to another. And yes. um, before you know it, lots and lots of different things are resurfacing, aren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, even though I'm very grateful for having that um, connection, um, that I know people want to build that muscle of intuition, um, you know, it it was still a challenge for me to connect to that aspect of faith um, because it's, it's still so scary where you're like, I don't know where that's going to take me. But I guess I look at life as, well, what I'm doing now isn't working. So I've really got nothing to lose. Mm, yeah. And having that faith of just blindly being led, almost like when um, Kyle Gray has this beautiful um, oracle card of the mountains mm. in his Angels and Ancestors pack. And I love it when that card comes up because, you know, the mountain card can resonate lots of meanings and it depends on the client or myself at the time what I'm reading. But, you know, a mountain is so strong and I kind of look at our souls as, you know, how many lifetimes we have existed, like Mm. the depth of a mountain, which, and there's so much depth to us. Like, you know, like we only see a very small part of the mountain, whereas below the earth is, you know, even more than double the size of it and like us we are so anchored to this earth but we so forget that you know as much as we are connected to the divine we have an earth experience Mm. to be had and not knowing what is around the corner is scary let's own it let's go Mm. I don't you know we don't know what's always there and yes I I have clear intuition but not always for myself my Mm. ego gets in the way and wants me to go into survival so I don't know what's around the corner but I love that card because it reminds me that we are strong Mm. we all have this inner strength in us that we forget um, when we go into survival and actually knowing that you know, we are so anchored to the earth if we choose to be that no matter what choice we want that comes from our heart, we'll always be right. Mm. Always. And it's letting go of that preconceived idea of what we think that right is. Yes. And I think that's the thing that I probably learned or one, one of the many things during that reading. I think about that reading that you did for me a lot because there was many, many things that just kept unfolding and unfolding and unfolding in my healing between say like, um, probably say when we got back from holiday, like around Christmas time. Um, because I think after the reading, it was quite, quite an emotional time kind of Mm -hmm. stepping into a lot of realizations, but then of course it was kind of get practical time, get ready for holiday, get ready for Christmas, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And you kind of, well, when you're on holiday, you try to just absorb what's around you, don't you? Rather than, necessarily focusing on like diving deep into your own healing at that time but there's many many things like surrender being one of them and I think what you just said there about not knowing what's around the corner actually I think something you said to me was about not attaching to the outcome of of anything that we do and of not being able to you know I think I, I unconsciously for a long time have um 
unconsciously for a long time have tried to attach outcomes to everything, tried to, you know, let's do things and it be dependent on something else or control an outcome. But it's so, it's so unconscious that you barely know you're doing it because I think we're so used well, to it. What's your default programming, yeah, isn't it? It is absolutely. What we know. Yeah, it is what we know. And I guess it's, I don't know. I don't know when that's learned. Is that learned at a young age? Is that something we're kind of, because I don't believe that we're like innately born with all these kind of worries and concerns and ways of trying to control things, are we? No, but I think also we have to take responsibility that we're in this lifetime to learn something specific in our journey. Uh, multiple things. We're not talking just one thing. No, of course not. Whether, you know, from zero, so from the time we're born to seven, they say that influential time as a child because we are so open and essentially we are a sponge to our environment. So we are literally drawing in storing all of society's um, representations of what they think is right and wrong but also we come into this lifetime if you do believe in past lives um, that you know there are lessons we haven't learned in previous lives there are lessons that we still need to expand on um, you know and then we haven't even touched on karma mm. so you know there are so many aspects that I think are so complicated that create our web in our tapestry of life that we cannot see all aspects however um, you know I think if we can just own knowing that you know this isn't the journey of perfection of getting everything right but the journey of just understanding learning and transforming yes that's all we can hope for because mm -hmm. then we're learning what we need to go to to our next stage our next mm -hmm. lifetime next soul development mm. Yeah, I feel quite fascinated at the moment about, because I know that we've spoken about the energy changes at the moment, and I feel like mm. I'm becoming um, more sensitive to those. I don't know whether that is just a process of me becoming, leaning into my intuition more, like creating the space for it, perhaps, because I think we can all, we can all feel energy. We can all, mm. look, we're, you know, when we're busy, when we're distracted, when we... Yeah. Um, for it we don't connect and I kind of feel quite fascinated with this idea at the moment of this human experience as in mm. as you say we're here now in this life but I, I feel mm. quite I'm so curious about what else is out there what what we're becoming what how things are yeah. developing changing past lives it's just it's absolutely fascinating yeah I just I personally find it fascinating and how it all you know, creates this moment of like, what would, what, why are we here? Like, yeah. you know, know if we yeah. had all the answers and everything's perfect, then we wouldn't, well, why would we exist? You know? So I love, I love how life is so imperfect mm. um, and how we can learn. And I think, you know, you are very um, empathic Gemma and what the change is because there's a slight difference when it comes to um, you know when people have had especially traumas as a child and it doesn't need to be like horrific traumas but whatever that you know has been defined by that child as a trauma then you become more empathic mm. you're more sensitive to you know others feelings to the environment but then you're moving to this next stage of in your intuition where you are becoming more clairsentient. Mm. So it's, it's, it's the feeling. So it's almost like 
you're moving from sitting in a room to kind of having a conversation with someone and kind of really feeling that depth of hurt or whatever they're expressing to actually then expanding that to the next level of the room, um, the society, the country, the world. You know, it's, it's really that bigger picture you're connecting to rather than that kind of individual link um you know it's more you're, you're expanding your energy because you're letting go so when you're letting go your energy is able to wander and move and transform and that's how you build your intuition to have faith um, and trust that your energy knows what it's doing that you're not trying to um almost you know control it Mm. but be more open to it because I said to a lot of my clients uh, last year you know I don't know what 2020 is about but I said it's almost like we don't do our homework in nine like in last year 2019 that this year is going to be like make or break like that harsh yeah yeah and I and I didn't understand what that meant but it was like the same I felt like I had to keep saying the same thing over and don't get me wrong that homework would have been different for everyone whatever that was important for them whether it's from a business perspective a family perspective their own inner healing but I said you know you need to do this homework it needs to be part of your daily practice something that you know it's so important to you whatever the cards would reveal um, and now I understand, look, you know, we're in June now, we, we're in the midst of, you know, this pandemic and how it has affected every single person on this mm-hmm. earth. And so, you know, for my clients, I feel they've done so exceptionally well through this process because they have had, you know, some amazing knowledge they have been open to, to help support them through this process, whether they've realized it or not. So, you know, it's important, as you said in the beginning, that we are all on this healing journey and the journey isn't um, about getting to any end point. It's about constant expansion. Mm -hmm. So almost like you get to a certain point and then you start gripping and worried and fear steps in again, then you're ready for the, the next stage of that healing. So it's just an evolvement as opposed to getting to an end point. Mm. I think you're right there about, um, the fear stepping in because I think a lot of people can identify at the moment with having an okay day and then a day that's not so okay it might be an okay week and I guess mm. <laughs> again from the reading we had from the learning or from everything that carried on from that point I I've really learned the process and it it's not it's not the end of the learning it's just my no. level of learning at the moment of surrender Absolutely. in that those those moments and the fact that I was energetic and felt amazing yesterday and was so positive about everything to the fear stepping in today that doesn't have to define my whole experience that just is what's happening at the moment absolutely and it's so and the thing is where this is the difference between I guess survival and living it's not um pushing our ego away saying ego you are naughty and you know I mustn't listen to you because our ego is there as part of our survival mode you know we wouldn't survive without it essentially it keeps us safe however it's how we listen to it so you could have taken that fear and sent me a message or whatever and said Sarah I can't do this today Mm -hmm. or it's not working this my kids are overwhelming or something's happened or you can go okay thank thank you for bringing this up Mm -hmm. it's okay let's just let's just have a look 
you know let's observe mm -hmm. let's um consider what could what could be happening and it's always almost like we get into this initial default reaction of like <gasps> and we stop breathing we hold it in here and in our heart and our chest and then all our energy stops flowing yes yes and then we come up mm. And it's almost like we can't let, we've got so much overwhelm coming in and that can't go anywhere because we're like, <gasps> and then we're stuck. Yeah. Definitely. And then we get frustrated because we then stay stuck because we're almost toe gripping to the earth when, um, you know, the universe, um, life is still flowing. So we can grip as hard as we want onto life to stop it, but it gets harder for us because it never does stop. Mm. I had a friend the other day, um, she was talking, you know, I think quite a lot of people at the moment are talking about feeling overwhelmed. And mm -hmm. I think there's this, there's this sense of self-judgment, isn't there, when we become overwhelmed, um, you know, the, the sense of I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing well enough, I'm not mm -hmm. coping well enough, um, I'm doing too many things, you know, we could go on and on here. There's so many different ways. And what came to me is you know, we, we just need to listen to people, don't we? It's not about, it's not about fixing. It's about acknowledging that feeling, acknowledging that reality to her. And I offered her the, the idea again, these things sometimes just pop into my head and I'm now learning to trust that is my, that that's the messages I'm receiving. That's the download. That's the intuition. Yeah. Which, which is a really great thing. And what popped into my head was just to explain to her the analogy of, of the wave and being a surfer. So the fact that the, you know, today might be the, oh my goodness, I'm feeling so overwhelmed. I'm feeling, um, you know, I'm feeling in such fear about this virus or, you know, whatever else is going on for you. But it doesn't mean that tomorrow won't be the rise of, of something else, of the fear feeling a bit different, or you turn yeah. in that fear into something else. And, and it, it felt really lovely as well, because I've, I've been a fixer in the past. I've been like the person mm. that in all meaning well to say to a friend, oh like it's okay like don't worry it will be fine or you know I've, I've been there before and it's only in my own healing and my own I guess delving deep within myself and within my own learnings that I know now it's enough just to be there for somebody and be there to listen and that everybody needs acknowledging in their own feelings and their own truth mm, absolutely absolutely and it's almost like when you were telling me that analogy with the waves it's almost like total energy came to me and total energy or totem is so beautiful because if you think how wise and how long they live and they start mm. off with this most tiny tiny little creature that that grows um, but if you think in the water how graceful they are and light how light and how they can just float through and just be in sync with the water and the waves but when they go to shore they're heavy and it's difficult and it's challenging and they have to really fight to get beyond the shoreline. So, you know, our life is so much like that. There are days that just flow almost like there is no effort. It's just mm. been amazing. Yeah. And then the next we're like, oh, on the sand, trying to really <laughs> grip and pull ourselves up. But, you know, but that doesn't defeat the journey or the purpose. Life isn't about um, only trying to strive for the better days. It is trying to have the balance always. Mm. Okay? And we are not always going to be in balance. That's not that point. The point is, is that we are self-reflecting. We are owning, we are conscious of how, when we are out of balance and how, what we can do to put ourselves back into balance. Mm.
So when, when we're feeling like this, I'm not quite sure of the question I'm trying to think of, but how do we, how do we stay conscious to how we want the world to look like, how we want our lives to look like, how do we stay conscious to kind of important things while still protecting our energy? Because I think this is something where I'm starting to feel more things. Mm. I'm noticing kind of the exhaustion sometimes I'm feeling in the, yes. in the wanting to, I mean, this is probably a really good question for you because obviously you give so much in both your day job and you know, your part-time day job and then your business as well. And energetically you give a lot. So there, you must have ways that you need to protect your energy around that while still being able to make a difference as well. Yeah, I mean, I guess fundamentally what's very important is understanding your own energy. Yes. And um, that is pretty much the, the, the core of what helps us to, um, I guess, and I, and I use the word protection loosely because I don't want to think you're like, you know, we're protecting from other people. No. We're not, I, and, the, and I guess the best description is shielding. We never want to shield mm. because to shield would mean we are living in fear. Yeah. We just want to protect our energy. And I think that's so fundamental because, you know, there is so much energy pollution around us. Mm. And that energy pollution is not literally from like EMFs, but also from people's communication, their thought process, all of that, especially like at the moment, everything is going with the pandemic, what's going on in the US, the social media, mm. you know, it's a frenzy of energy that we um, find overwhelming. So protection is very important and not just for your own physical energy, but also the energy of your environment. So whether it be at work or at home, you can't just do one without the other. And so all I mean by that is literally, you know, cleansing your energy is very important. So, um, and you can do that however you wish. That could be from visualization with, if you prefer to think of, you know, beautiful angelic energy, um, whatever color you love to create around your aura to help kind of cleanse yourself. People love the violet flame. Um, or to literally use smoke. So smudging is very easy and popular. Sound, if you're a Reiki practitioner, all those energy ways to kind of help. And all you're doing is almost like, there's layers of stuff that's kind of stuck around you. And what you want to do is kind of break off all that stuff. That's heaviness, that tiredness that you're feeling, you know, and we all experience it. Like when we've had a heavy conversation with a friend, that's almost draining our energy. We walk away from them and we're like, Oh my God, I feel like I have to go to bed. I'm so tired. So that's what you need to protect from. So the first thing is always making sure your space and your homes, um, you know, is nice and clean. It's exactly the same process. You do that for your own, you know, physical energy, and then you want to protect. And how do you do that? Once again, there's lots of ways, you know, it can be as um, freeing as just imagining Archangel Michael, you know, he can lend you his, um, his sword and his shield of strength, um, or people prefer to create bubbles of light. Yeah. Um, you know, that can be challenging, like, you know, almost like when I, when I do some life alignment with my clients, I get them to self-empower and protect themselves by putting angel wings on and like, you know, a protective superpower belt, which was really what I was doing. So when I put in, you know, I work in intensive care, so I have to put a lot of PPE on. I'm literally like, whereas I'm putting my PPE and I really feel like I'm putting on my angel wings, mm. my protective belt, my helmet, you know, I'm literally, and people must be looking at me going like, oh, I must be nuts. <laughs> but you know it's it's so important to protect our energy 
But with that and physically what you can do is crystals. I find that it's really a cheap and an easy way to essentially put something into your energy field that protects beautifully. And the best thing that I usually say to people, what does your energy field look like? It's almost like um, snail's eyeballs. So, and we've all touched a snail's eyeball, you know, it's one of those things people can't lie, they haven't done it. So when you touch the eyeball, it retracts back in. So if you can imagine, you know, a dense energy being like touching the snail eyeball and we retract in, it's almost like we have millions of these eyeballs all around us. They're always looking and searching and feeling. And so, you know, the purpose of using something like black tourmaline, which is readily available, not super expensive, but amazing in energy protection. It almost creates like a beautiful film over each little eyeball. So when energy does come close, our energy will move, but it doesn't grab onto it. Mm-hmm. But if it does, because we're having perhaps a lower energy day, a lower vibrational day, and we do happen to grab onto denser energy, it vacuums it away. Right. So it's such a great crystal because it not only protects, but it kind of really sucks away really what isn't good for you. Mm. So, and it's one of those crystals I've, I've worn for years and I, I do not do without it. It is, yeah, it's one of those like parts of me, like it's always on me. I, I wear it as a necklace, but I've got it on there. Yeah, I was about to say, I've seen that on your yeah. Instagram where you put it on your amethyst, didn't you? To oh, yes, yes. And that's re-energize so I have a shower every day. Mm. Yeah. And then it cleanses. And then I always put it onto my amethyst during the evening um, while I'm sleeping so it can have a break because it works super hard for mm. me. So, um, so yeah, that's just an, an easy way to protect yourself. I mean, you know, there's lots of ways of using sprays. There's beautiful aura sprays that can be used. Mm. You know, smoky quartz is amazing. Shungite is amazing. Any of the darker crystals, mm. you know, even amethyst. Amethyst has beautiful qualities of protection. So it's whatever you feel um attracted to use but it's a practice that has to be done regularly it's not as or i think you know i'm having a busier day so i'll use it today it's Mm. everything that we need to constantly be aware of and use all the time yeah because it's really easy isn't it to forget these tools that we have in abundance it's a bit like um the drink drinking water thing isn't it it's it's here for most most of us in our kitchen taps um, do we do it? Not always, no. Um, <laughs> I went through a period of about, I reckon, it, I, I got on really well. I reckon it was about three months solidly of just being really conscious. I think where I didn't have my business on my mind constantly, I didn't have, you know, I was just really, really present every day. And about three months of solidly drinking water, and it has slipped a little bit again. But actually, the more energy work I do and I, I you know I even consider like our conversation now is energy work isn't it and both afterwards both of us will need to recharge from this and we will need to drink more water to kind of detox and I feel like at the moment there's a, it feels like we're all detoxing a bit in some sense with with the pandemic and the changes yeah absolutely and I think yeah it, it's the perfect time to pick up things like a, a regular practice of using crystals or wearing a piece of jewelry carrying one in your pocket and again there's I mean I know because I came to your crystal workshop that's when my I think was that last year or the year before I can't remember now it might have been about a year I think it was literally 2018 was my first one I think yeah yeah I think and yeah that's crazy isn't it how fast time goes um and that's when I kind of picked up my interest again in them because I had my crystals on a plate that they were at my mum's house um where I'd kind of just just um you know 
disregarded lots of words and put them to side when I moved out yeah kind of left them there and I think it's really easy to be really busy and go yeah I love crystals and um I love oracle cards and yeah I love journaling but I don't actually do any of them (laughs) I don't actually use these tools they're kind of like available to me and that's with no judgment no judgment to anybody else and no judgment to myself and it would have been a judgment in the past of kind of you're not doing enough you're not doing this you're not doing that but I I know now that I can just I can just change it just like that so I can and I can restart my daily practice of using them to connect or using my crystals or whatever it is and that's kind of the beauty in it but that's just it and that's why a toolkit is great because there isn't just one form of energy healing or one form of way to support us we need lots of different ways um and unlike anyone else i get super busy and i forget you know it's just and there's no judgment you know that's okay because we have a huge toolkit you know i've had especially like you know when you're in full pve you can't wear any jewelry so i always wear my pendant and um i kept noticing it kept falling out of my bra so i was like oh this is i don't want to lose (laughs) so you know for that time frame that actually i couldn't wear it um then I would go, right, Archangel Michael, I'm here. I love you. I'm so grateful for your protection. And I know and have faith that you will always protect me. And stepped into that light. And i like, that's good enough. And have faith that that is okay. So, you know, it isn't a case where you're out and about and you're like, oh, God, I've forgotten my crystals. Like, that's it. The, the day's gone. I can't, no. I can't, you know, it's all over. But it's like, no, it's like, that's fine. Okay, not a problem. Um, what else can I do? You know, it's just, that's the whole evolution of learning where you know there isn't just one thing and it could be do you know what it could be a you know you you guys are you and your mum surely create the most beautiful affirmation cards when you had your business and I had them everywhere in my office in my room and in my in my backpack and if I've left stuff and I have nothing else like even when I was on the beach and I took Avelina out it was a couple of weeks ago where I got a day off and I thought you know what we need to recharge at the beach and I just said you do your thing I'm going to watch you mummy's just going to chill out and I just, and I had your affirmation card in her, her princess backpack. And I'm like, that's exactly what I needed. I had nothing else, but I kept looking and holding that affirmation card. And I'm like, that's exactly what I needed. Mm. And that's all. It was as simple as that. As simple yeah. as that. Perfect. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's, it's really, yeah, it's really amazing. Like you said, nearer to the beginning, we've got, we've got all these answers, these things, haven't we, inside of us? And we've mm. just... For whatever reason, I feel like at the moment, a lot of us are going through a process of just relearning them, reconnecting them. And um, yeah, yeah, that kind of feels, it feels really exciting. Um, It feels harder on the days where it does feel harder. But I I just, I love what you're saying about, I love how simple you keep the intuition thing where you're saying that you, you've just, you've chosen to trust because if you don't trust, what's the other option? Absolutely. If you're not, you know, and it's one of those things where people are like, well, how can I connect to my angels? How can I connect to my guides? But it's, you know, you've got to start off with, you know, really being willing to do it. Mm. It's, you, it's all words like, oh, I'd like to do it or I would want to talk to them. But you have to be willing to talk to them. Mm. You have to be open to the messages and you need to believe that you are worthy of receiving them. Yes. And that is all that faith is about. You know, it's that real connection. It doesn't need to be complicated. You don't need to have lit a candle, meditated for an hour and journaled to know, okay, and I'm now connected. 
it's literally I wake up in the morning, I do prayers in the morning and in in the evening and in the morning. Um, and I usually say something uplifting for the day, some mantra. And I'm like, that's enough. That's fine. You know, yeah. it doesn't need to be complicated. Um because I think that's where people get put off a bit because they're like, oh, well, that's just another thing I have to do. What else do I have to do to fill my cup? You know, it, you know and it's like, it, it doesn't need to be hard. It really doesn't. Mm. I think it, I, I hear that a lot with people with journaling, kind of saying, oh, I must, I must do that. And um, how, mm. how do I do it? And I guess I've always loved writing ever since I was a child. So to me, there's nothing more natural than picking up a pen and a piece of paper. And for a long time, my journaling was done just on scraps of paper, just any old piece of paper. And it wasn't till someone bought me, you know, bought me a notebook for um, a birthday once. And then I thought, oh, actually, this is quite nice being able to keep it all together and then um, get back on what I'm writing, especially if you're making plans in a business or something else. But for me, the, the, it was the act of journaling. It's the act of journaling. It's not really about whether I'm using a fancy pen or a, and, and for, you know, for some, I know mum, like she, she will only write with like certain pens because she loves that. And that's part of her joy around sure. writing and having specific notebooks and things like that. Mm. And I guess for me, it's the, it's the process of it. And oh. yeah, I think the complicating stuff stops us, doesn't it? It stops all of us when we're trying to yeah. be perfect or, or make yeah. time almost sometimes I think that affects our connection if we if we actually put the time Mm. aside put the time aside and try and make it perfect and align everything and have everything how it's meant to be then you sit down to write and it's almost like oh I've kind of lost that connection now because it was about the connection not about all all the other things yeah absolutely and you know I um oh I loved the workshop that I did with your mum about yes. automatic writing mm. and that was something that um you know I loved to do initially before I could get really clear messages without having to write um you know automatic writing was such a great way to almost step out of yourself and allow that divine energy to come through so you can see the messages of that you really need to hear and so you know, journaling is great. And I absolutely put my hand up because I really struggle with journaling mm. um, from the point of view because I had so many barriers as a kid with English um, and negativity around that. I didn't enjoy it because then I would critique it as opposed to just enjoy the process. Yeah. So that's part of my healing journey. But it absolutely has its value for me. Um, and I think for everyone to be able to journal whatever and it could be a single word it could be a scribble sometimes i just do pictures because i can't even have words so it doesn't it it doesn't matter however you define your journaling um but it's so cathartic because it's almost like it's so easy when we have conversation of words you can really kind of misconstrued what's being said and turn it around whereas when it's on paper it's almost like you see it for what it is Mm. And whether it's from the heart or your ego, you're surprised what comes out. I think sometimes, aren't you? Because yeah. I really loved that Absolutely. workshop, and I loved everything about it. I loved that we were in a small group. I loved that it was evening, so I think it started to get like a bit darker, and it just felt really calm. And um, I really, it, it's interesting looking back at that because I think again, was that last year or the year before? I don't know. It was definitely no, no, that, that was, that, was it. I don't even know. I th- yeah, I think it literally was maybe the beginning of last year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 
something like that. Yeah. But I remember thinking, because my brain has usually has in the past worked in the way of how do I do this? I need to know the answers so that I can get it right. Mm. How do I do this? How do I do this? And if I can't do it, um, that's when, <laughs> that's when I kind of get put off things. And I see, interestingly, as an aside, I see that playing out with my daughter now, which is really interesting to observe. Mm. Um, but that's another conversation. Um, I remember sitting down with the book, with the, with the notebook, and kind of just things coming out and, and thinking to myself, like, am, am I, like, subconsciously thinking, am I getting this right? What, am I just making up what's coming out? And it's interesting to mm. think, to look at my journey between then and now, because when it, and it, I can't seem to master it all the time, but I can kind of get a flow of words now coming out. And it's not, mm. it's not how I imagined it to be. I imagined I need to be in like a meditative state and that the words mm. would just flow and I'd almost be writing without having much conscious about it where whereas consciousness about it whereas it's more just thoughts coming into my head yeah. I'm writing down and I, I guess I made that similar choice that you were talking about of of just to trust it like why am I why am I doing yeah. this and saying to myself mm. judging myself for what's being written down is it my imagination is it this is it that but we can mm. call it what we like but somewhere mm. it, it felt like it's being channeled and it doesn't mean because I've written it down it has to be right or wrong it's just it's no what absolutely it I'm being quite trying to be quite light around it yeah. but I will say though that like anything in energy we need to take responsibility of mm. the space because when you when you are you know, uh, we touched on it briefly when we said, you know, when you want to cleanse your energy and cleanse your home, mm. but we need to take responsibility for energy. Mm. And, um, you know, when you are a beacon of light or when you're creating from love, energy gets attracted to it. Yeah. So, you know, if you are um, creating a space where you are, you know, wanting to communicate with your higher self, with angels, guides, whatever, then I would really, um, you know, say it's very important to create um, a protective space yes. around you mm. and you know if you don't understand what that is google it but it's essentially for me um, I might grid with crystals just around me or have a crystal and a, and a candle next to me and I say a very brief prayer usually to Archangel Michael to create um, within this sacred space you know a barrier of protection for myself my higher self my loved ones my home my environment and extension on yeah. my, you know just just because, um, you know, I have dabbled with lots of different things in energy, got it right and got it really wrong sometimes. Mm. And, you know, I've automatically, you know, done some writing where this man called Bob decided to come in and he's like, this man called Bob, I had to tell someone else's message and he wouldn't go away. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need to be careful who we're actually yes. writing in. And how would you, so how would you... So, yeah, I've made some serious mistakes and I've not been hurt by any of it. But, you know, it is important to, you know, be sensible with our energy. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. So, so I'm assuming, I don't know why I'm asking this because I know the answer, but I'm assuming that you, you discern what that, whether that is a, I don't want to label it good or bad energy, but let's just label it good or bad just to understand what we're talking about. Um, how do you discern is it a feeling that you know that when bob came in it was it what bob was saying <laughs> what was it about that that kind of experience well, that you knew straight away and okay. you know this isn't this is not energy that i want here <laughs> yeah 
I think definitely when he said, hey, it's Bob. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is Bob? Um, I think you might have told me, also, I think you might have told me this story before because I'm, I'm like remembering our conversation about Bob, but I, I can't yeah. quite remember. But, but what actually, the more you get to know your energy, and this is like, you know, this will be a whole other conversation to get to know your angels and guides because yeah. every single, like us, we vibrate differently. We're, there is not one energy signature that's the same. Um, and so it was interesting because when I um, would, uh, you know, connect to my angels and guides, the energy was very different and it's light and it's flowy. Yeah. Mm. Even when my dad would connect through me, it's very different. Um, but when Bob came through, it was almost like the pen got so heavy and it was really dense. It was almost right. like, he was like, no, 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 this is my time. You know, almost like he was taking control. No, 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 you're gonna listen to me. As opposed to, you know, this is an open dialogue. It was, he was monopolizing it. And it's almost like, you know, I had to make, I had to almost like stamp my foot on the floor. I'm on this earth. I'm here now. Put the pencil down and almost like going, no, you need to step out of my energy, you know, and also recognize that, no, this was my fault. I didn't ask Archangel Michael to create the barrier that I normally did. I was being silly. And actually, you know, let's, you know, I'm like, sorry, Bob, this is not the right time, the right place. This is my sacred space. You've got to have to find support through someone else. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like that they are aware through language, um, you know, and I'm not saying he was bad or he was good. It was just actually he entered my space when I did not give him permission. You did not invite him, yeah. No, mm. no. It's an, but no it's, difference to, um, you know, and this is what I will say to people when they start building intuition. It's very easy to get confused between love and the ego because they think they're getting messages and I feel no one has a right to enter anyone else's energy. So mm. I might get a message, but do you know what? There is a right time and a right place and with permission. Yes. I don't feel we should be in the middle of a supermarket and go, oh, sorry, love, your dead husband said blah, blah, blah. Oh, you, know, yeah, of course. Is, <laughs> you know, that is not appropriate. No, absolutely um, not. Because it is very personal energy. Mm. And when you're, when you're learning and stuff, you know, you need to discern how accurate and how appropriate that is because you essentially will then, through your own energy, change someone else's life. Mm. Yeah. So definitely. we all need to, you know, we have all our learning to do. So we need to be careful. Mm. Yeah, I feel this um, particular conversation about Bob is very, or not just Bob, about protecting ourselves is really, um, what's the word? It's It's a real synchronicity because... When um, last night I went to, I was just saying to you earlier, I went to a, a, a circle, a full moon circle, and mm. we did a meditation. A really, it was a really, really lovely meditation. I need to find out what it is. And it led, um, it led you to meet a queen in, you know, on a, if you imagine outside a castle, like a, a flat area of grass, it led you to meet a queen. And what came for me straight away was massive black gates coming up in this green space and me, me being pulled into it. And I've never had anything like that before. Never. Wow. You know, it, it, didn't, um, it didn't scare me. It was because I was in, within that moment of what was happening. But I had, to be quite, I had to be quite firm with those gates being lowered and me not wanting, not giving consent to come into this for me to come into this space and then the gates lowered and then the meditation carried on and everything but it was there was lots of darkness and 
all the rest of it and i think it's a really really useful point for anybody who is um whether or not you you are intentionally channeling whether or not you're intent you know these things happen for people don't they um and especially at the moment if you're becoming more sensitive i think the idea of protection is really 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 an important conversation and one that i definitely think it's a great time for me to have heard that message yeah absolutely but you know it is one of those things that you know take the opportunity after to Mm. explore because um remember we perceive darkness through fear because as a child you know nighttime i'm scared of the dark but it's something that definitely in the last i would say 18 months or even a bit more you know as much as i love to connect to the divine my past life was shamanic kind of energy um really is pushing through so it's almost like there's like this is wonderful sarah you know go to the divine and have inspiration and healing but part of my really deep healing has occurred in the depths of the earth Mm. and belly of the earth almost in the void where it's so dark and damp and that real kind of energies that we would automatically associate with like well am i going to my doom like what is this negative but actually it's been so enlightening because that's helped me to connect through Mother Earth more for my healing. Mm. And I think this would be what people would commonly know as shadow work, wouldn't it? Yes, absolutely. It's something that I don't don't fully understand, but feel that I've definitely over the past few months been working with a lot of that. And I'm starting starting to understand like that it's very easy to, like you say, just see light, dark, good, bad. Um, mm. all these different kinds of analogies but that actually we need to be looking at ourselves as a whole don't we we need to be addressing yeah. our tough times as well as celebrating our happy times and just seeing seeing this wholeness of us and I think that that's really helped in my journey of like surrender of not having mm. to control things and knowing that there is this mm. wave or harmony or flow to life that we, we can kind of work with rather than keep fighting against. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of exciting, especially as a woman and connecting to our divine feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so empowering. And, you know, I, my research, I guess, has really kind of, because I, I love to understand the differences between, you know, we have a divine feminine and divine masculine and how they kind of interact, you know, almost like, the light and the shadow Mm. and it's like we cannot do one without the other and when we progress through life and we're trying to really kind of almost like the divine masculine is more like tunneled you know direct this is we're going to get from a to b and that's just that's our focus whereas when we don't connect and this is for men and women you know our, our divine feminine side is so important because it's almost like they are the blueprints of where um, the builder will create. So it's like the divine feminine is the architect, the divine masculine is the builder. But you you could also build anything you wish, but if you've got the blueprint, you've got the architect working to give you intuition, then that flow, why make it complicated? 
Mm. You know, we, we can um, create using both sides. It's so important to have that balance. Mm. And that's what helps to kind of add to the flow and everything we've kind of been speaking about today. There is that balance between everything. And that includes our divine feminine, divine masculine. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fascinating. And there's a million other podcasts we could, <laughs> we could do, like in amongst all these things as well. And that's why I'm just really enjoying these conversations too, because <laughs> they're just so healing, aren't they, for everybody? Yeah. And I know, like, it's been a while, hasn't it, since we've been out. We've probably had hours and hours of conversations. And there's probably been many times we've sat for dinner where I'm, I'm probably just sitting there like absolutely um listening to you talking about spirit and all sorts of things but it's amazing and it's it's so lovely when you find somebody who is you know open and willing to discuss this stuff because you can easily feel quite alone can't you if you have people around you that are also kind of just willing to be open I think that's all it is willing to be open to what absolutely bring and yeah all sorts of other things Absolutely. And it's one of those things that it is important to feel connected, you know, to people. I mean, the first time I met you, Gemma, you know, well, actually, I didn't really get to meet you. I wanted to meet you when we were at that gathering. Mm. And then I messaged you, Arthur, in pure faith, thinking they were like, you have to message Gemma. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't message her. She's going to think I'm stalking her. <laughs> and when we connected, mm. um, I remember, and then we had lunch and Brody was there. No, was it Brody? Probably. Oh, I don't know. I would have thought was so, it Brody? yeah. Yeah, yeah Brody was yeah, there. He was only little. Yeah, he was only little. And um, we had lunch and, um, you know, I felt this almost bond, this connection with you that I knew that we would be friends mm. forever. Yes. Because it's one of those things you want to connect with someone, but I wanted, you know, I didn't want, or I'm more careful with, I don't want to be part of a group or part of people mm. that we have to, it's you know we're all intuitive but with the ego starts kicking in mm. and it's kind of like I know this and this is how this is it's I want that there's I've got so much learning to do and I've learned so much from you and vice versa the mm. dialogue should always be open like no one should think they're more um you know knowledgeable or superior mm. or anything all that just because you know I've experienced some things but you've experienced mm. other things mm yeah absolutely yeah it's yeah it's been brilliant and many more we'll have many more dinners as soon as we're allowed to <laughs> i know thank goodness as yeah. soon as this is over right we're booking dinner i know uh, yeah I, I was going to say i think everybody will just be out but actually i don't think that is the case i think everybody will have their own way of dealing with things us included but anyway let's, let's round it up there as we've been going must have been going like nearly an hour for the technical difficulties um, yeah, where, where can people find you to connect with you? Oh, um, so I do, well, I've got my own website, so guidedharmony.co.uk. And um, I have uh, a Facebook page, which is Guided Harmony Crystals. No, is it Reiki and Crystal Healing? Reiki yeah, and Crystals no, or something like that? That's terrible, I don't even know. what they called it. <laughs> yeah, and, then, um, and Instagram is Guided Harmony UK. So yeah, um, so yeah, um, so people can find me somewhere. Yes, and there's all sorts of things that you can book with Sarah. You're doing at the moment distance healing, aren't you? Are you doing? Yes, uh, yeah. Are you doing things like um, card readings over over Zoom or anything like that? Yes, I'm doing. I'm mainly doing it over FaceTime or WhatsApp. Yeah, I haven't used Zoom, 
um, and um, or people having like either still raking and crystal healing. I just use myself as a surrogate, mm. and um, yeah, so pretty much whatever I would normally do with someone on the table here mm. or in my room, I can do online. You're able to do online, which is amazing, isn't it? It's so good that so many businesses are able to have that option of carrying on at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. And I'm so mm. grateful to like the clients that still, you know, believe yeah. and have faith mm. that it's just another way of receiving healing. You don't have to necessarily be here in person. Mm. And I'm definitely excited for when you're able to do it, more of your workshops, because I know that you yeah. do crystal workshops yeah. that are, are regular, aren't they? But I know you were talking yeah. about some others, like some crystal grid ones. And you have got some yeah. other workshops as well, haven't you? You were doing, were you doing yeah. your Oracle card so, readings? Yes. So I do a very, um, you know, basics to Oracle and angel card readings, like a one card, two card, a three card reading. So yeah. you just um, feel more confident with the process. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I'd like to do, um, I'd really like to do some more automatic writing yes. workshops. Yeah, awesome. I'd like to as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and have them more focused, I mm. think would be great. Mm. Um, and also, yeah, I really would like to do almost like a, it's like it will be a crystal workshop, but it will be for rather than perhaps those that have attended my other workshops or who have more experience with crystals, yeah. like what you would do um, in the home. So creating the altar, yeah. having purpose with a grid, that kind of thing. So you make it more specific to what you need and what you're mm. going to come to the workshop for. So that's eventually what I'd love to do. Um, and really, my ultimately would pretty much all kind of came down because of um, COVID, the lockdown is um, I would love to do some supper evenings. I thought that would be lovely. Yeah, to do some really beautiful food because I've got, I finally got a dining table in my extension. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're not eating off a trestle table anymore. Oh, I, um, I like and, your table. Doesn't matter what it's like, but I bet you're really happy to have your table. Um, yeah, I was, well, I was also fearful when is this trestle table going to fall over? I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, but um, but it would be amazing to have like a supper evening of yeah, like that beautiful, be. nutritious food, mood, energy, crystals, healing, but all positivity mm. or openness to like, you know, real connection. I thought would be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo I love any of this kind of stuff at the moment that's enabling, like for me personally, it's enabling this, um, this different level of like consciousness and compassion, mm. which I think is so important. So, yeah, I can't mm. wait. Let me know when. <laughs> Oh, signing up. <laughs> in fact, you probably have a, a lot of people wanting to sign up. But thank you so much for joining me. It's oh, been thank you, Gemma. Chat, and I cannot wait until we can um, get together again. Oh, me too. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you so much. Oh, thank you very much.